not valid until signed in blood. I received my new passport in the mail a few days ago. I mailed off my old one, which was slightly nerve-wracking, and a few weeks later it came back with some holes punched in it, followed by my new RFID-enabled passport featuring a slightly less punk rock Pat Rafferty portrait a day later. Miraculously, the United States Postal System did not lose either document in the process. You see, next month I'm hopping across the pond to Europe for some unearned rest and relaxation. Rafferty-esque spoilers. As such, I had to renew my passport. For those of you who don't know, a passport is a small document that proves you are who you say you are, and you are, in this case, a citizen of the United States, and as such, you are not one to be fucked with. Pardon my language. You are not one with whom to be fucked. That joke never gets funny. I feel the need to explain what a passport is because, get this, apparently only 30% of Americans have passports. Seriously, guys? I looked this up on a hunch. I had a feeling it was going to be like 50%, maybe a little bit more. But some quick maths confirmed it. 30%. That's no good at all. Worse still, this is an improvement. Up until a few years ago, we were hovering around 15%. You know who else is around 15%? Russia. Awesome. And really, the only reason our numbers went up at all is because now you need a passport to go to Canada to buy cheap drugs to compensate for the fact that our healthcare system sucks. Just for some perspective, approximately 60% of Canadians have passports, 75% of the United Kingdom does, and we killed Osama bin Laden! Woo! USA! USA! Guys, focus. This isn't a badge to wear proudly. Xenophobia is not a virtue. You think SEAL Team 6 doesn't have their passports? Well, if they're from Mississippi, no. No, they probably do not. Perhaps unsurprisingly, Mississippi is the Russia of the United States, with less than 20% of its population possessing passports. Hot on the tail of Mississippi is West Virginia, Kentucky, Alabama, and Arkansas, all in the low to mid-20s. The eastern seaboard is picking up the slack with New York, New Jersey, and Massachusetts all above 60%. Also inexplicably above 60%, Alaska. Did not see that coming. I guess since Russia won't come to us, we go to Russia? Yeah, no, that doesn't sound right. So what's our deal, man? Why won't we get out of Dodge? Opinions on this differ. Some Americans seem to think it's because America is so great, there's no reason to leave. USA! USA! Guys, seriously, getting old. On some level, I can see how this line of reasoning makes sense. We've got a big-ass country on our hands, from sea to increasingly polluted shining sea. It's the better part of a continent, and just traveling around in our own backyard, there's a lot to see. Why go to the Australian outback when you can go to Death Valley? Screw Monaco, let's hit up Vegas. I'm sure Iceland is icy, but Alaska is just about the same distance. Yeah, we could go see the Eiffel Tower in Paris, but they have one of those in Vegas. They also have that casino that looks like the Great Pyramid of Giza in Vegas. And a recreation of the canals in Venice. Hmm. Guys, let's just go to Vegas. Okay, yeah, I get it. But it's not the same, man. I've been to Italy and I've been to Little Italy. They are two different beasts. Our pizza is better, for example. I've never been to China, but I've been to Chinatowns all over this damn country and they're all different. And they're all not China. Apart from the smell. That's pretty consistent throughout. So I'm guessing that's authentically Chinese. And it's authentically gross. Others will argue the reason we don't travel abroad is because we don't have the time. Now I might actually agree with this argument. Pop quiz, hotshots. How many vacation days, including holidays, does the U.S. government mandate employers give their employees? 10? 20? Correct answer? Zero. What? That's right, italics guy, zero. 
The only reason any of us get any vacation time at all is because most employers are in a benefits arms race with each other to retain their employees. If they all decided simultaneously to screw us, they could. That is, assuming there were none of those pesky unions involved. Which, given the way unions are viewed in the court of public opinion as of late, I would not be surprised if we're all working on the 4th of July in a few years. Uh, USA? USA? Our zero vacation days are in stark contrast to the 30 to 40 vacation days most other civilized countries, read un-American socialist enviro-hippy-dippy non-USA countries, guarantee their citizens. Hell, even China guarantees its citizens, comrades, 10 days a year. Some of those countries even require their citizens to take their vacation days. Whereas here in the States, many are afraid to take the time off that they do get for fear that their jobs will have been replaced by vacationing Europeans while they were gone. We're a no-vacation nation, so it only makes sense we don't bother getting passports. If only we were more traveled, maybe we'd realize that we've gotten a raw deal and do something about it. But in order to do that, we need more vacation time. This is some serious chicken and egg stuff right here. Point is, we're a nation of passportless shut-ins. While perhaps not surprising, it's still a little disappointing. I'm not sure how we fix this problem. Mandated passports? Probably not. Mandated time abroad? Yeah, that's not going to go over well. Ah, who am I kidding? China is going to own us in a few years anyway. They'll buy the United States, and then we'll all effectively be visiting China whether we want to or not. C-H-I-N-A! C-H-I-N-A!